Sheep are pretty pleasant animals. They were staple in petting zoos, and anytime somebody sees a lamb, they ooh and ah over it. So Jesus calling us the sheep of his flock kind of sounds like a wonderful term of endearment. Except when we start looking at sheep a little more closely, we might find that term of endearment is not as endearing as we thought it was. First of all, one thing we need to notice about sheep is that they have absolutely no natural defenses. They don't have any claws. They don't have fangs. They can't run very quickly. They don't have a powerful kick. They have nothing whatsoever about them to defend themselves against a predator. So if a wolf or some other animal should get into the the sheepfold, the sheep are perfect prey for them, and the animal can just carry them away and destroy them. They depend upon the shepherd to keep them safe from the wolf and any other predator. They also are not very good at finding food on their own. If they're in a pasture and all the sheep have eaten up the grass there, they don't know to go and try to find another pasture where there's sheep, uh, where there's grass. So they depend upon the shepherd to lead them from pasture to pasture and to take care of them. So with that in mind, and Jesus calls us the sheep of his flock, well, it maybe isn't as exciting or as favorable as we might imagine. We might say to him, well, thanks, Jesus, but no thanks for the analogy. It gets even worse because sheep, as helpless as they are, are wise enough to realize their helplessness and that they need the shepherd. They depend upon him. But you and I, our shepherd, Jesus, it seems we listen to every voice but his. How many times we will disobey and just ignore what Jesus teaches us in the scriptures through the church in any way because we heard somebody else who says something different. And we'll listen to politicians, we'll listen to movie stars, we'll listen to teachers, or somebody writes something somewhere on the internet and we read that person's writing, someone with no credentials whatsoever, but they say something and we say, ooh, ah, look at this. And we will follow that rather than Jesus and we will wonder, Why would we listen to anybody but the Lord? If only we could be like the sheep and realize our need for Jesus. The more we get away from the Lord, the worse the world is getting. And we need to remind ourselves once again that we need God. Jesus is the only answer. He's the one who is the way, the truth, and the life. And we should listen to nobody but the voice of our shepherd. So that should be our prayer today. First of all, to remember, follow Jesus and him alone and not listen to anyone else who may be even using us just to manipulate us, just to serve their own purposes. And you notice Jesus never did that. Never once did Jesus ever manipulate or use somebody else to feed his own purposes, to make other people be at his beck and call. It was quite the opposite. He gave of himself totally and completely in love for us so that we could have life and have it abundantly. Why would we want to listen to any voice other than that of Jesus? Who's wiser than he? Who knows more than the Lord how to make our lives work? So why do we listen to other people and ignore the Lord and reject what he teaches us because somebody else says something, as St. Paul says, they come along saying things that tickle your ears, that sound interesting. No, let us pray today that the Lord will help us to listen to him and him alone so that we will always be the sheep of his flock. But as sheep of his flock, we also have to remember that we're all in this together. And while we come to Mass and worship the Lord and our attention is on Him, outside of the Mass, that's where the community comes in. 
that we're part of something bigger than ourselves. It's not just Jesus and me, but we're all in this together. And the sheep of the flock need to be caring for each other and looking out for each other's needs and helping each other follow the Lord. So if somebody is going astray, trying to call them back onto the track and be grateful when they do. And certainly never to put any other members of the flock down. One of the things I've mentioned before that first impressed me when I came here to St. Dennis is the warm, loving, and family spirit there is here in our parish. People who are very concerned about one another. In fact, sometimes somebody, it'll be a couple of weeks that they haven't seen somebody at Mass, and they'll be calling me and saying, Father, I haven't seen so-and-so. Is he or she okay? And that's wonderful. That hasn't always been the case in every parish where I've worked or done any activities. Some of them seem to be very much biting and uh, vindictive towards one another, and sometimes even gloating when somebody else does something wrong. You, know, you see a place where you know, there's one particular family that you know, people say, oh, that's the holy family over there. You know, their kids never get in trouble. They're all so good and sweet. You know, they make me sick type thing. And then all of a sudden, something will happen. Maybe one of the people in the family gets into a little bit of trouble, and they say, aha, there's a, 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 you know, we found a flaw or a fault in the Holy Family. Ha, 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 they're just like the rest of us. What a horrible thing to say about anybody else in our own faith community. I don't know if you watch the sitcom Young Sheldon, but in Young Sheldon, you may know that Sheldon's mother, Mary, is an active member of their church community. It's a Baptist church. And she's very much a part of everything, you know, involved in all the things that take place. And then in one of the episodes, her oldest son, Georgie, at 17 years old, gets a woman pregnant. And the response from the community when she goes back to church is they completely shun her. They will have nothing whatsoever to do with her. And they actually even ask her to leave that she's not worthy to be in this church because her son committed a sin. And Sheldon, who is on the brink, he's tottering on faith. The older he gets, the less he's finding it believable. They actually end up pushing him even further out. And he sees through the hypocrisy right away, and he calls the people out on it and basically says, you people claim to be loving Jesus and following him, and now you would throw my mother out simply because my brother sinned? And he calls them a bunch of hypocrites, and he's absolutely right. And I would hope and pray that we would never want to do that to somebody else. We all have our sins. We all have reasons to be forgiven. And if not in our own immediate family, our extended family, all of us have somebody that probably did something that would be an embarrassment to us if we heard about it. Would any one of us want to be judged by the sins of somebody in our family or our extended family or even our own? Are we thinking that when we come to church, everything should be all nice and perfect and we're gathering here with a whole bunch of perfect people? Well, if so, guess again, because the only gathering of perfect people is the gathering of the saints in heaven, those who are already with the Lord in his kingdom. Here on earth, we are struggling. We are trying to find the Lord and we all have our sins. We all have our need to repent, maybe different sins for different people, but we all have something. And we're all here trying to find the Lord and grow in holiness, and we're meant to help each other along the way. Pope Francis uses an expression that I love. He says, a church is not a museum of saints, but a field hospital for sinners. And I love that expression. Let me repeat it. A church is not a museum of saints, but a field hospital for sinners. We are all here trying to grow closer to the Lord, have our sins forgiven, and grow in holiness. 
Could you imagine somebody in a hospital looking at someone in the next bed and say, oh, look at that person over there. That person's sick. Well, so are we. That's why we're in the hospital. So our job is certainly not to point fingers at others and accuse them of sin when we have our own. Yeah, that is sheer hypocrisy. And certainly we never want to do that. And thankfully, as I've said, I really don't see that happening here at St. Dennis. I'm very grateful for that. But it should be our prayer and elsewhere. And if you see it happening, try to turn people back to what's right. If you hear somebody bickering or backbiting somebody else, try to point out something good about them to bring them back and say, well, yeah, maybe it's true that person did that. But hey, you know, they also do this and that. They're wonderful with this. And he who is without sin may cast the first stone. And so together as a community, of community of faith, as brothers and sisters in the Lord, we work to try to help one another, not criticize one another because we disagree with them on one thing or another, or because we know they did something wrong. We all do things wrong. But to remember to help one another and lead each other into the fullness of faith in Christ, to know the love that he has for us, and then to want to go out and bring other people into his flock, knowing that Christ has come to call all people into his flock so he can fill us all with his truth and give us life and give it to us abundantly. My brothers and sisters, today is sometimes called Good Shepherd Sunday because of the reading, the gospel reading every year on the fourth Sunday of Easter is about the Good Shepherd. And let us pray today that the Lord will help us to listen to Christ and him alone, to reject any voice as a thief and a marauder who would try to teach us anything other than the call to follow Christ and then be concerned about strengthening one another and building ourselves up into a community in Christ so that we can know his peace and go out and bring other people into the flock so that we can, by listening to our good shepherd, know his truth, know his life, and know it abundantly. May Jesus Christ be praised now and forever.